billionaire James Crown has died in a car crash on a racetrack in Colorado, single car crash. He was reportedly a part of Obama's inner circle. He was on Obama's intelligence advisory board. He was also a longtime member of J.P. Morgan Chase on the board on the board there. As you know, they've made headlines this past week in regards to Jeffrey Epstein. Also, this man was part of the Aspen Institute. He's one of the richest men, a billionaire. So let's look at the uh, local news reports on this and uh, a, a bit more on why his strange sudden death is noteworthy. Here's what CBS Chicago reported. One of Chicago's wealthiest and most philanthropic families has died in a car crash. 70-year-old James Crown died in a car crash at the Aspen Motorsports Park in Colorado. The billionaire had been spearheading a new effort by the Civic Committee in Chicago to work with the city to reduce crime. This is the website of the racing park in Woody Creek, Colorado. Authorities said Crown was involved in a single car accident and appears to have died from blunt force trauma. Uh, One of the articles on this billionaire's sudden death on Sunday. He died at Woody Creek Racetrack. Now, I searched the internet and he is the only person I can find on the internet who's ever died. Anyone who's died, period, at Woody Creek Racetrack. Nobody has been, I'm sure it would make the news if someone died at Woody Creek Racetrack. Nobody has died there in the history of the racetrack, according to any article on the internet. So it's just interesting that the first death at this racetrack is uh, a billionaire Obama associate who was uh, on the board of J.P. Morgan Chase. By the way, J.P. Morgan Chase making headlines this week. Um, yesterday, Reuters reporting J.P. Morgan Chase uh, $290 million settlement with Epstein accusers wins preliminary approval. J.P. Morgan Chase has been in hot water for their association with Jeffrey Epstein. Now their board member has died. He was also on the board of the yeah, Aspen Institute. So let's talk about Aspen Institute. You know, that rang a bell for me because a Clinton associate from the Aspen Institute just died earlier this year as well. And an equally unique death. Well, I think her death was more unique. I'm talking about Dana Hyde, who died allegedly of airplane turbulence. No airplane turbulence deaths have happened in the past decade, uh, according to news reports on this. So the fact that a powerful Clinton associate would die of that, Dana Hyde at age 55 earlier this year, was quite unique. She was, uh, there she is. She was, uh, part of the Aspen Institute. As I said, Aspen Institute making a statement, quote, during her time with us, Dana was a brilliant and generous colleague who worked closely with the program across the organization to build partnerships and enhance our collective work. The thoughts of our entire Aspen Institute community are with Dana, Dana's family and her loved ones. Now the Aspen Institute coming out with another a statement on another one of their members' deaths. Uh, quote, he was a member of the board of trustees at the Aspen Institute. The Aspen Institute is deeply saddened by the passing of our dear friend and former board chair, Jim Crown. We loved and admired Jim and the Crown family. Jim was a friend to so many and a consequential member of our board of trustees. We mourn his passing and ask that the Crown family's privacy be respected at this time. The statement from the Aspen Institute reads, so, you know, here we have uh, an Aspen Institute member who 
is the first ever ever airplane turbulence death in that we can make note of check records for the past decade nothing uh nobody's died that way and then the first ever death on this racetrack is another aspen institute member i'm just wondering what the heck is going on maybe don't join the aspen institute you might die of a freak accident uh but you know, clearly a tragedy, this man, uh, according to the coroner, I have the coroner's report here. He had hit a barricade. Uh, apparently it was his 70th birthday. This billionaire celebrated his 70th birthday on this racetrack. Here is the coroner's report. And it says that he, um, Failed to navigate a turn, resulting in a collision with an impact barrier. The official cause of death is pending autopsy, although multiple blunt force trauma is evident. The manner is accident. So that's one billionaire who has just died. We have another billionaire who died in the Titan while he was trying to go see the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean. And it's just interesting you know, whenever someone that rich and powerful dies, it's quite newsworthy. And I think we have to really look at how this person, you know, how this person died and make sure there was no malfeasance. Uh, so Shazada Dawood was uh, a Pakistani billionaire who died in that small vessel, that submarine who went to the bottom of the ocean. Now, there was a TikTok that was getting a lot of views that simply said some of the richest men who opposed the fed died on the Titanic. The federal reserve was ushered in after that a week before they launched fed. Now rich men died exploring the Titanic. So we're having some sort of a repeat real quick. I want to shout out uh, for dig deeper into that shout out to sponsor my coverage. The signs of future financial trouble for American investors and savers are piling on in 2023. Bloomberg is warning of a severe economic reset and gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. In May, JP Morgan's senior team said, cut stocks, buy gold and hold your cash. CEO of a major real estate investing firm declared it's really the perfect storm. Empty office buildings across the U.S. could lead to a financial meltdown. Meanwhile, uh, Wells Fargo said gold is in a super cycle that could last another six years. Worst case scenario, grow to $3,000 gold. Time for uh, gold is here and demand is soaring. Let National Gold Group show you options for investing in precious metals like gold and silver in your retirement account or for direct delivery. Mention my channel, Ivory Hecker, and you'll always get best in class service for real American service providers. The National Gold Group IRA fee waiver program allows you to invest your IRA or 401k in physical gold and silver, and you may be eligible for their lifetime fee waiver program. Call them at 888-617-5927. Also click the link in my description for a free investor guide today. Uh, National Gold Group is a consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer. 888-617-5927. Add the power of gold to your portfolio. There's always a risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results. Okay, I want to show you what this Pakistani billionaire's wife said after losing her husband in the submarine at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, two billionaires dead in, a, in about a week's time. And I wanted to dig into what this man was about before he died. And if there was any 
any sort of association. It is interesting that very rich men died in a submarine near the Titanic at near the Titanic just before FedNow appears. You know, FedNow rolls out next week in America, which is a, a scary precedent in America. Uh, a, a scary expansion of the Federal Reserve. And uh, there's a parallel that if you go back to when Federal Reserve was founded, the sinking of the Titanic happened the year prior. And there were apparently opponents of of the Federal Reserve who died in the Titanic. Anyway, so uh, the wife of this billionaire was interviewed and Here's what she had to say. Um, well, we just hugged and joked, actually, because Shazana was so excited to go down. He was like a little child. Um, was that a lifelong this, dream of his? Yes, absolutely. He, he had this ability of childlike excitement. So they both were so excited. And how did mum feel about it? Or were you excited as well? I was really happy for them because both of them, they really, really wanted to do that for a very long time. So it was supposed to be Shazada and I going down. Um, and then I stepped back and gave the space to Suleiman because he really wanted to go. Okay, so I thought it was interesting because headlines had come out saying that that 19-year-old son actually was terrified and did not want to go with his dad, but his dad pressured him into it. And uh, that's why he joined the submarine. So the mom is saying that's completely false, that her son was actually so excited to get on that submarine that she gave up her own seat to allow her son to go. It ended up saving her life and losing his of that decision. Um, NPR is reporting on what this uh, billionaire Shazada Dawood from Pakistan was up to. Um, I, I just, one thing that was noteworthy is it, it, NPR is reporting additionally, he served on various boards, including the SETI Institute, a NASA funded nonprofit dedicated to extraterrestrial research and Prince Charles's charity, Prince's Trust International. So he was actually associated with NASA's investigations of UFOs. So people always want to, you know, you know, a billionaire who has insider info on NASA's investigation of UFOs, and then he dies in a very freak, strange, unique way. Is there any association there? Just today, just today, Marco Rubio comes out talking about UFOs. And I know, I think you guys call it Operation Blue Beam, which has uh, been going around uh, the idea that a UFO invasion is going to be staged. And so we have to, in the media, talk more about UFOs to make them believable so that once the invasion comes, people believe it and submit themselves to the government or our freedoms get taken away. That is one conspiracy theory. Uh, needless you know, nevertheless, SETI Institute is a NASA-funded nonprofit dedicated to extraterrestrials. Marco Rubio saying today that he's heard, heard shocking firsthand accounts of UFOs 
Most of the Senate's public hearings and UFOs over the past two years have been pretty boring events full of terrestrial explanations for the many unidentified aerial phenomena that military aircraft have clocked over the U.S. airspace in recent decades. But Marco Rubio claims there's more information out there in the wake of the explosive allegations earlier this month from intelligence whistleblower David Gersh, who claimed that Congress is not being shown the full evidence of UFO technology, including crashed alien spacecraft. Rubio told News Nation that there are others in the intelligence community who have Come forward with firsthand accounts of US, UFO hardware. Rubio, a longtime advocate for transparency on the alien issue, claims that there are several more intelligence whistleblowers with high clearance who have shared similar uh, allegations with the Senate Intelligence Committee. Do you guys believe in UFOs? Let me check the live comment section. I think UFOs are a real thing, and I also wouldn't pa- put it past the government to come up with some scheme to scare people, you know, in an effort to control them. So, you know, I think I believe in both possibilities. Um, needless to say, uh, one of the richest men associated with NASA's extraterrestrial research has just died in a freak submarine accident. Interesting. Uh, all these billionaires dying billionaires and powerful people dying in freak accidents. So let's bring it back to the fact that this billionaire and other rich men died in a submarine. Then on Sunday, another billionaire dies in Colorado. Um, Billionaire deaths a week before the federal reserve does a massive expansion to fed now. People on TikTok making the comparison to the Titanic. So let's look at Titanic history. Let me show you guys this article really quick and why why there's a conspiracy theory associated with the Titanic that's resurfacing now. Here's the here's the newspaper back in 1912. 1500 to 1800 dead. J.J. Astor lost on Titanic. John Jacob Astor was among the passengers who went down with the ship, according to a wireless dispatch received by Brad Streets last night from the liner Olympic. Mr. Astor, w- uh, Mrs. Astor was saved and is being brought in to the shore. Uh, Mr. Astor was a billionaire, very, very rich man who was opposed to the Federal Reserve formation. So the story goes. Sinking the Titanic happens in, in 1912. Then the Federal Reserve is founded in 1913. So here's the, here's the theory, and then we'll go, get into Fed now and how it comes full circle and why fact, checker, che- fact checkers are swarming once again to make sure you don't make any comparisons <laughs> between the formation of Fed now and the formation of the Federal Reserve and the Titanic whatsoever. I think it's so funny that there's so many fact check articles out there right now about this, but it is just a weird parallel that's going on. So here's, here's how the story goes. In 19, in 1898, a man named Morgan Robertson penned a book titled wreck of the Titan about a luxury liner deemed unsinkable that was going too fast 
in the North Atlantic in April and hit an iceberg, killing most everyone on board due to lack, uh, lack of lifeboats. Then in 14 years later, that fiction book would play out in real life exactly down to the name with the wreck of the Titanic. But this time it would have major political implications. Some of the wealthiest men in the world were on the ship and some were opposed to the Federal Reserve and central banks. J.P. Morgan funded the building of the Titanic. J.P. Morgan was booked on the voyage but canceled at the last second. Friend of J.P. Morgan, Milton Hershey, also canceled at the last moment and survived uh, to build the Hershey Food Empire. This is from Scrib.com. They're breaking it down like this. I, I just think it's interesting that one of the billionaires who died this week is also a J.P. Morgan board member the week before the Fed expands. And J.P. Morgan was associated with the Federal Reserve back then and with the Titanic. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, but it goes on. There were no red flares on board the Titanic to signal to any boats for rescue, only white flares that signal a party and that everything is okay. It was the first ship of its kind with the ability to seal decks electromagnetically, which could also seal people below deck. The captain, Edward Smith, was one of the most decorated captains of his time, and it would have been totally out of character for him to avoid precautions. The author of the book was poisoned to death a couple of years after the Titanic sank. The Federal Reserve was formed the very next year. The Astor family was one of the richest families in the world, and John Astor III opposed the Federal Reserve. John Jacob Astor the fourth the richest man in the world at the time, a friend of Nikola Tesla, and an outspoken opponent of the creation of the Federal Reserve. Astor gained his wealth in part as a real estate builder, investor, and inventor. Other prominent Federal Reserve detractors such as ben Benjamin Guggenheim and Issa Strauss also died on board. Crazy. So that, you know, the fact that detractors from the Federal Reserve who were rich and powerful died the year before the Federal Reserve was founded. Now, the week before Fed now rolls out, more billionaires die. Um, I covered Fed now, what it is, what it means uh, in a previous podcast that I've linked down in my description. Let's just refresh our memory on what it is. And who breaks it down like this, I'm going to get your reaction to it. You need to say goodbye to Venmo, Zelle, PayPal, and Cash App because FedNow is coming and you don't have a choice. FedNow is a payment service by the government coming out in July that your bank will have to sign up for, which is the first step to make the dollar digital. Now, how does this work? Well, if you buy something on Amazon, your money won't go directly to Amazon anymore. It will first go to the Fed's account and then go to Amazon. This means the government will know everything you use your money for, and if they want to, they can reject any purchase you make, take money out whenever, and decide what you can and can't spend your money on. Yes, it will be faster for payments to settle, easier to get stimulus, and lowers costs that you have to pay to your banks, but your privacy is gone, so is it truly worth it? And guess what? You don't even have a choice to participate or not. Our banks are the ones who will decide for us, so follow me to stay tuned on the final details before that. Yeah, that's my friend Danny Devan breaking it down like that. That's on my podcast link down in my description. Um, and my uh, financial ex expert on this talks about how FedNow is is the next. FedNow is actually completely unnecessary. It's so um, it's for uh, 
instant transfer of of money, which we already there's a bunch of uh, independent, non government affiliated businesses such as Cash App or PayPal or Zelle that already do this. FedNow is just going to run parallel to them. It's completely unnecessary. It's only for government to take over and government control. If you guys watch my Insta stories, I highlighted uh, the Jocko podcast on my Insta story yesterday um, in which he had a uh, Polish man who escaped the Soviet Union back in the 80s, I guess it was. And he talked about how his uncle was destroyed. The the government destroyed his uncle's business and destroyed him. I think ultimately threw him in jail because he had started a, like a brick and mortar, a brick uh, business that competed with the government. Um, They were making bricks, uh, you, you know, they were able to build more efficiently than the government. And so they got a warning from the so-called anti-fascists of the Soviet Union to stop competing with the government, scale down your business. Well, he didn't, he had to keep scaling up to make a profit because he'd made these investments. And so they ended up raiding him and destroying him because he dared to compete with the government. So this is the concern when the government is rolling out fed now there's already money transfer options in place and right now you know they it's just like it's optional right now but that scares me for the government say it's just optional because you know how the mask mandates start in the pandemic just optional masks are just optional then they became mandates then a year later uh, a federal judge reviews the law and says no it's illegal for you to make masks mandated in airplane in, in airports. So therefore people were illegally forced across the country to wear masks. Um, so I just, I don't want something like that happening in America where fed now is, is saying, Hey, banks sign up for fed now. It's just optional. And then now it's mandatory. Now that, now that we've got most of them on board, it's mandatory. And now we're getting rid of Zelle cash app, PayPal, any, any sort of direct transfer. If you want to direct transfer money, um, to your other account or to someone else, suddenly it's illegal to do it without the government. Cause right now we can send our money just fine without the government, but the government feels the need to create fed now. And they're saying, don't worry, we're not going to get rid of cash app and sell. Um, but so I had my financial expert on to talk about this on my previous podcast, which is linked down in my description. And, um, here is what we talked about. Fact checkers have been circling the wagons to ensure you know that FedNow will not replace cash. They're um, saying that now, but they have a clear intention to eliminate cash because they see cash as dangerous because they cannot trace your $100 bill. Your $100 bill in cash, you can spend anywhere without anybody knowing about it. They consider that to be dangerous and they want to eliminate that power. So right now they're not telling you that that's their intention, but we know that that's their intention because they've said it. Other central banks have said that. That's true. And also- Congress is considering bills right now to in- 
institute, uh, central bank digital currency, which would be replacement currency for the dollar, right? Yes, it would be. It would be dollar for dollar, your replacement currency. And the Fed would likely start out issuing it in the form of social security, welfare, Medicare, IRS refunds would be issued in CBDC. But the minute $1 of CBDC is rolled out, it's going to go through the entire economy and it will eventually replace cash. Because think about it, if you're on social security or if you have a grandmother on social security, she's got to spend that social security. So she'll spend it at the store, you know, buying groceries. So then the grocery store has CBDC so that they'll end up eventually paying that to their employees. It's going to circulate throughout the entire economy. A lot of the state, large portion of their budget and their funding comes from the federal government. Like for instance, the state of Florida, approximately a third of their budget comes from the federal government. Even though Governor DeSantis just came down with legislation that the state of Florida will not accept CBDC, they may have to accept CBDC if that comes from the federal government and they receive a third of their money from the federal government. But we need more states like Florida, who's enacted legislation saying we will not do CBDC. We need more states to stand up to this. And we need the states to get together, the attorneys generals of all these states to get together and sue the Fed and sue the federal government to prevent them from rolling out the CBDC. Because once it's rolled out, there's no taking it back. Once the government takes your power, it never gives it back. Concerning times. So there you go. FedNow is rolling out next week, guys. July is the kickoff of FedNow, something that's completely unnecessary. Uh, Government getting involved in our instant sending of money to each other. Why does the government want to control that? And, uh, you know, are they going to be monitoring and and then eventually controlling our transactions? Is this the, the foundation framework for central bank digital currency, which you guys in the comment section talking about social credit score. That is the concern is then if government has complete control of our, our use of money, will they start implementing a, a social credit system where, you know, well, you, you know, they say like, you haven't been celebrating pride month enough. So therefore we are going to uh, restrict some of your transaction capabilities. <laughs> you know, that's some concern. Some people speculate that's why um, so many corporations have become over the top pro LGBTQ. Like they're trying to prove themselves that we love LGBT because they're concerned about a social credit s- system where they will be punished by the government if they don't support pride, for instance. So Interesting times, you know, we're, we're on the precipice of a giant expansion of the Federal Reserve in a scary way. And uh, the media is not, of course, not really talking about the implications here. And there are a couple of billionaires who have died just a week before the expansion, you know, a week or two before the expansion of the Federal Reserve once again. Um, so what do you guys think uh, about this, you know, this coincidence that the year before the foundation of the Federal Reserve, you know, billionaires died in the Titanic. And now a week before its expansion, billionaires have died. Very rich men died at the site of the Titanic. And then, of course, most recently, a J.P. Morgan Chase guy dies on a racetrack on Sunday, freak accident, 70 years old, dying on a racetrack. First person ever die on that racetrack, as far as I could tell. 
Okay, checking your comment sections. Who died? His name is Jim Crown. He was on the board of Aspen Institute, on the board of, yeah, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. This is two Aspen Institute powerful people who died in one year of freak accidents. And by the way, I mentioned Dana Hyde from Aspen Institute, who was a Clinton associate. Um, the news came out later that, that it wasn't airplane turbulence, but that it was um, a malfunction of when the controls, the pilot tried to adjust something and it caused the plane to just jerk up and down real quick. Supposedly what it was. Um, either way strange, unique deaths of two Aspen Institute people. Um, thanks for tuning in. Just monitoring these strange, horrible deaths and wanted to get your thoughts on it. Want to get your thoughts on Fed now as well. Um, and central bank digital currency. You're saying if no, if if people really understood how evil our government truly is, no one would be surprised by any of this. When's that meteor due? <gasps> is that what we need—a meteor to reset everything? Um, checking your comments. Okay, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys have a great day and. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. What should I, what should I cover? Let me know. Okay. Bye.